the sheep. Have you ever seen a sheep look really embarrassed? No. Well, where does the whole sheepish thing come from then? Um, I don't know. Maybe they're because they're fluffy and cuddly and soft and nice. Yeah, but th- that's not the same thing as looking embarrassed and ashamed. Have you ever seen an embarrassed and ashamed sheep? Well, it's they're, they're difficult to interpret, though. So, yeah, you've yeah. been to Wales. You know, you know, you know, what, I'm about. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so sheep up there. <laughs> There's more sheep than people. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, not a, there's more than a few sayings about what happens to the sheep in Wales. Oh dear. <clears throat> <laughs> hey, yes, uh, I, I have no idea what we're talking about today. Um, but no, oh, actually, I do. I, I have a few ideas, because uh, I, I have a few ideas. I'm just hoping we're not going. To, you're not going to remember that we were supposed to be reviewing some coffee because I, I, I drank it all. Uh, and you forgot. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do have the notes with me, though. If you want. <laughs> well, I yeah. Uh, well, we review, kind of talked about them before. You know, this is. Um, this is. Uh, <laughs> this, this is Clifton Coffees, right? So we. Yes. we we had, uh, we had, I got, yeah, we had their decaf, which was really nice. But I, I think I bought two from them because I was so worried the decaf was going to be disgusting. Yeah, you were terrified. <laughs> and I thought, man, I just, I can't rely on that one bag. And besides of which, I'm pretty sure I'd get caffeine headaches if I didn't have any, any espresso in the morning. So I bought two bags and then the other one I just drank. And then <laughs> I was like, and I was so focused on the decaf, I forgot to take any notes on the other one. <laughs> But I, all I can say, in its defense, uh, obviously now I've just moved the defense to being it rather than me. <laughs> what I can say is that uh, I, if, if I had not liked something about it, I would have made a note. You would have remembered. I would have remembered not liking something yeah. about it. So whatever it was, <laughs> I, definitely, I definitely liked it. I don't remember what even what, what coffee was it. Was it a Burundi? It was a Burundi uh, Kirundo Kayanza Cafex. I have no idea. Is that how you pronounce of, it? I have no idea. I'm not going to do it again. I'm, I'm terrified that if I say it three times, I'm going to get um, a, a salmon. Beetlejuice will come yeah. up. Yeah. Well, you know who's you know who's amazing. We've got this girl um, that does our coffee and cocoa newscasts, mm-hmm. and. Um, she she sort of learned uh she 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 learned her trade i think working for radio or something and and she also managed a coffee shop so she's kind of a perfect fit for us yeah and uh she she pronounces the most horrendously difficult um for me anyway difficult uh arabic or or african names just they just roll off her tongue but mm-hmm. the simple things trip her up for some reason <laughs> so. Yeah, it, it, doing, she, she was stumbled when, when when she has to call you. Like, nee, nee. <laughs> <laughs> no, she she she's very good. She tends to look them up, and sometimes I'll correct her, and then she'll she'll reference you know how it's how it's pronounced somewhere, mm. and I'll, and I'll be wrong. Uh, but she just did one where we have we got a story going out on Pret a Manger, uh-huh. and she's like uh, Pret a Manger. Predamanger, I think she called it. I'm like, no, honey, it's 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 French. It's French. You have to say it like you mean it, like you love it. Predamanger. <laughs> it's one of my favorite places to go. Does Did that it, make? Should I be ashamed of that? I love going to Predamanger. Oh, I'm. 
I think what? he's okay. I mean, I do like Starbucks biscuits, so. Yeah, but they're espresso. I tell you what, here's, here's my, um, so a few people have, have sort of said, should you be doing reviews of things, Nick? Because, you know, you want to say good or bad things about, it. I, I, no, we, 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 I think we should just be bold and say what we like and what we don't like. I've, I've been really thinking about this. Anywho, <laughs> um, that said, uh, I really hate Starbucks espresso. When it comes, going to come out and say it. I, it's the only espresso that I've had. It's like sometimes you find yourself, there's nothing else. There's no other shop. Like, for example, I was at the Euro Tunnel and I was waiting to, uh, this was during my, my epic cat rescue from Macedonia. Oh, right. I was, when I was driving three days <laughs> without, uh, three days with only stopping once um, uh, and to, 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 get, to get my cat back from Macedonia before Brexit. And the only place, the only place open was Starbucks. So I, I have an espresso. And I literally, even though I'd had no coffee and I'd been driving since uh, I think 3.30 in the morning, Mm. That morning, I got down to uh, to the, the 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 tunnel place. Where is that, Folkestone? I forget. I think it's Folkestone. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, and the only thing there is is a is a Starbucks. So I got the espresso and I threw it away. I had one sip, and it was it would it. I couldn't get rid of the taste in my mouth. It was like one of those cartoons where the guy runs to the basket and starts scraping his mouth to try and get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was really terrible. So here's how I would rate. I actually wanted to say, I've been wanting to say this for a while. Here's how I rate. This is the Nick Basket golden rule of rating coffee shops in the UK okay. uh, for espressos. I would rate it like this. I would put number one. Uh, and by the way, we're obviously not talking about speciality coffee shops, which do a vastly superior espresso. Well, yeah, I, don't mean, but I mean, just I don't, genuinely. Yeah, I don't they think do. they do the same sport anyway. It's not even the same sport, right? It's yeah. like, it's, oh, I'm not going to say anything else. No, again, I'm insulting more people. But um <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to reference some different sports, but then I realized I'm in that's deep trouble. Uh, I'm not going to go there. Uh, but, um, you know, you can mention tiddlywinks and all that. Like, I bet you, for example, tiddlywinks. Who? And if, if you're an American uh, colleague, I'd please do go look up tiddlywinks because that was a big deal when I was a kid to play that every weekend. But uh, if you were like, a, if I was to like, I don't know, insult tiddlywinks versus weebles wobbles or something like that, I mean, I would get just. I would just get eviscerated by both camps, no doubt have very strong supporters. Mm -hmm. um, but no, the coffee, so espresso, here's my, here's my, my top four. So out of the, the big coffee chains, the big coffee chains, we've got Starbucks, Costa, Pret, and Cafe Nero. Do I miss anything? Um, no, I think you made the whole bucket of the... Yeah, we're obviously not counting things like McDonald's or Greg's or whatever. So uh, for those big coffee chains, uh, I would put them in this order. Number one, Cafe Nero, which mm. you'll be very happy about because they're Italian, you know. Yeah. Uh, number two, I would say is uh, Pret-a-Manger. Number three would be Costa, and Starbucks doesn't even get to the number four. They get to number 10 out of four. <laughs> they get to 10th place. Yeah. I think... Don't get me wrong. I like, I like other Starbucks drinks, but their espresso is just vile their coffee is vile i mean have you ever tried to because i lived in the u.s for a while and have you ever tried actually to get uh, the um, the beans and just make coffee uh, out of them i think i did once you know i got the beans from costa and they were okay i got the beans from nero and they were fine you know as far as you know what you're expecting right if you're not going to be a snob about it they were really, fine but maybe it's me i 
I was no, they were they were they were. If 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 you're if you're just going to go and want a coffee, I definitely have, there have been mornings when I I'm freaking out because I've got no beans and and I run down to the nice people. I got really nice people at Costa down down the road from me, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're actually dear friends. I have a really good time with them, and because that's my local place. There is nowhere else. Uh, if I want to go to anywhere else, I have to I have to drive. So, um, so I go there and, and I would grab their beans and they would, they would, they, you know, they do the job. They're fine. Mm. Well, well that's but not, not Starbucks. I haven't tried no, Starbucks. I mean, Starbucks. I, I, I tried them and, um, how can I put it politely? Um, you can't, you, no. you can't, I would, rather, I would rather drink out of the hose of the, of the dishwasher, uh, um, waste pipe. Uh-huh. After. It's funny you say that because I think that's how they make their drinks. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, 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 it requires uh, um, a significant Allegedly. amount of spite and, uh, and hatred <laughs> to make coffee like that. But I, I, I have to say, I have the same feeling for Costa because they manage really. to make every Costa that I've been to, they manage always to make burnt coffee, which is acid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which, no, they're not. I, I, I don't like know how you do it. One. Do you know, it just depends. If you go to a motorway, uh, a Costa at a motorway, the thing about Costa, what they did was they, they sort of franchised it out and they, they just, they put it everywhere. They wanted to become ubiquitous and be everywhere. And then they had like those machines they put in at the, at the petrol stations, uh, yeah. the gas stations and things like that. And, and the quality really, really went, went down. I mean, it was just, it's commoditized, right? It's a commoditized product. Yeah, I mean, so that's what you should to, expect to, to get to determine. I mean, to determine to keep in mind who you're catering for. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because most but, people on the motorway they will stop and have a coffee at Starbucks, and they will be yeah. okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. Do you know what? I think it does vary though a lot. I, I actually did start. I'm remembering this now, and I want to be fair to them. I stopped at a Costa Coffee somewhere on the M1 somewhere, uh, and uh, I ordered. I, I with trepidation hmm. or an espresso. There was something about the barista there. He was just taking, re- I was watching him. I was in a queue, obviously, and I was watching him and he was really taking care of the drinks that he was making. And, uh, he looked like he looked serious. I, I ordered an espresso from him and actually was okay. Um, hmm. so, so I mean, I think a lot of these people just don't clean their grinders, don't clean their bean, you know, just don't clean their machines. I mean, and, have and, you ever looked behind, uh, behind, um, uh, a, a bar a bar bench in a in a Costa coffee. Ah, oh, so you know what? I just checked that we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven minutes in, and we're recording. Just, I was I had a horrible, you know, sinking <laughs> feeling that I'd I'd screwed it up again. <laughs> so I've been I've been uh, I've sorry. What did you say? Something about coffee? Yeah, yeah. You know, we have this thing that sometimes we say stuff about coffee here and there. Yeah. We should do a podcast about it. Really. I know, but, right? Um, yeah, I think it's a good idea. <laughs> we're going to talk. We're going to talk today. I tell you what, I wanted to do because this whole theme. I'm going to. I'm going to take this theme to a direction, mm-hmm. which is. Um, and I've been reading about uh, about the the British market, and and you know, you know, right now the situation is that um, the R number is increasing. We're 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 beyond one. And uh, it's uh, economically, it's almost yeah. unthinkable. We're going to a second lockdown, but they're going to try and isolate certain areas, and you know, uh, yeah. track and trace. It's going to supposed to be important, but but you know, they're they're fumbling the ball there a little bit, and they're just. I think they're hoping for a miracle. 
Um, it's, I think, yeah, they, yeah. They, you know, so, uh, so we're in this situation, but what it, what it said to me, I think we were looking at a number of, a number of companies, um, number of independent coffee shops that have not reopened and are probably never going to reopen. Mm. Uh, and we were doing an article on, um, we we're doing an article on, on the market in the UK and how that's changing and and then i suppose how how people are starting to to perhaps explore the home barista option um so one of the other things of course mm-hmm. is that people have been on furlough meaning they get paid 80% of their salary by the government if the employer doesn't fire them so that they can they can stay at home they don't they don't work they're not working they, mm-hmm. they stay at home but they don't come into work and the government pays 80%. And that's coming to an end soon. Um, and yeah, I mean, so, it's, it's and so the, the economy, saying, so we have to. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And so the and so the government's saying, hey, you know, let's all go back to work. And people don't want to because they've they've actually found that they can be pretty productive from home. And mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, uh, they don't have the same costs. People don't have the costs of going into work. Um, if you're if you're uh, from from if you're listening from another country, um, the way it works here in the UK is uh, that you that they make road transport so so uncomfortable, so inconvenient. Especially if you're working in somewhere like London, mm-hmm. uh, you have to pay congestion charge, which is. I don't even know what it is because I've never paid it. I but to be honest, bike. I don't think anyone in like, their right mind wants to travel to London in a car. Right, but you, but you say that, but I go in on my motorbike and I'm telling you, it's, it's still a lot of people uh, are coming in cars. It's like it's empty. It's, it's still packed. But you yeah. have to pay. I think it's like it's like 20 pounds or something like that or 12 pounds. It's 20, like, they say 20 bucks, right? So $20 mm-hmm. just for the privilege of going to London. Then you've got still got the cost of the actual car, you know, the petrol and the the the, the maintenance, whatever. So mm-hmm. you've got that cost that you have to to amortize in, and 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 so you've got the cost of the car, you've got the twenty bucks a day, then you've got the parking, which is going to be more expensive than all of the rest of it added up together. It's yeah. ridiculous. So and, you know you, you want to go the by time train that you spend uh, that you spend in uh, in just going and coming. Oh yeah, you spend an hour and a half, right? So oh, so forget a, at least an hour and a half just getting into <clears> London if you're and, you don't, and I'm not talking about coming in from far away. I'm talking about going going around the block. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the traffic's terrible. You know, you're just sitting in traffic, and so this is all very unproductive time. Uh-huh. And then the op- the option is going in on the train, but the train costs, I believe, were the most expensive in Europe. It's uh, so train costs about five hundred pounds a month uh, to go to London. Yeah, uh, just but if, if from from where I live, which is right. You know, not a million it's not miles that far out, away, right? But it's not that far, yeah. It's about so anyway. Pounds. So anyway, the point is, right? So people are working from home and they don't want to go. They want to spend five hundred pounds a month and be. And by the way, it's not a pleasurable journey no, on the train. No, 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 no. It's an awful journey. You're you're piled in like sardines. The things always run late. You, then you get signal problems, and then you miss your meeting, and then you, you know, you're having to get out and change and mm-hmm. huddle around. You feel like you just you feel like your cattle. Actually, cattle generally get treated better because they have they have various rights that we don't have as mm-hmm. as individuals um, in in the way we're transported. 
and then you get there and then uh, then you, that's just getting into London. Then you have to get across London to your thing. So you, now you're on the underground, which is hot, which smells, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's an unpleasant journey, right? So yeah, yeah. outside of rush hour, it's different, but but inside well, of even, rush hour, even, even outside of rush hours, to be honest, I, I always have my friends in Italy telling me, oh, you live close to London. So you go, you go often to London. Not drinking. No, we, no, we really I try to avoid it, you know, like, like the plague, yeah. uh, which is actually like the plague. So, I mean, this is the point. And of course, now, um, like nothing could be more dangerous than being in, packed in, in a train. Exactly. With a bunch of people with sticky fingers and, and coughing people everywhere. So, like, absolutely not. I, I haven't been on a train this year. I don't believe I've been on a train once this whole year. And I don't plan to be on a train or an underground again. Yeah. That is a very wise choice. So, uh, what does this mean in terms of coffee and 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 the adult, the the way that coffee shops? Because in thinking about, a lot of coffee shops are in town centres because that's yeah. you know that's where it made economic sense if you're going to spend that much money on a machine, on the beans, on the special, you know, all that kind of stuff. You don't mm-hmm. want to go somewhere where you you know you're in a parochial uh, environment and you get the odd biddy come in to have a cup of tea and, and, and maybe a cup of coffee and a biscuit you don't want that you you need foot tracking you need turnover you need you need lots of people coming and going and uh that's going to change right so mm-hmm. a lot of those 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 coffee shops and this is why pret-a-manger uh notice how i said pret-a-manger correctly uh and not pret-a-manger uh <laughs> i might call it pret-a-manger i've got a friend who calls bananas bananas uh which i'm, I'm going to start calling them bananas as well and so, uh, so, you know, they're talking about closing 300 shops and, and the ones they're going to keep open are not the ones in the, in the train stations and, and by the skyscrapers, because oh. they used to have this saying, saying, follow the skyscraper. The CEO has now changed his, uh, his motto from follow the skyscraper to where they open shops to follow the customer. And the customer isn't in the town, the customers in the suburbs. Mm. And that's where they've seen a significant uh, um, how do I say this right? So they've had a massive drop in customers in the town center, but a significantly less bigger drop uh, out in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. So, um, so <clears throat> the coffee shops are going to be in the suburbs, and um, and uh, people are going to be working from home. So, what does this mean? Does this mean everyone's going to go out and 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 buy themselves, uh, you know, a rocket apartamento and start becoming baristas? I, I don't think so. I, 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 I pro- think it's very unlikely. It's very unlikely, right? And they're going to start becoming baristas. And I tell you, and so, but I'm sure, what actually, are they going to wait? Do? I'm sure right. that there mm-hmm. is a lot more people that uh, that got into these, but still, it's not it's not going to be everyone's answer. But I'm pretty sure that whoever sells coffee machines, I mean home coffee machines, they made a very good business this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I actually looked it up. Uh, I started looking it up, then I ran out of time. Um, but I started looking up to see what Amazon was selling and mm-hmm. what uh, some of the shops like John Lewis were selling. And I mean, it's all it's all the bean to cup machines. Yeah. So I think I think, and a question I wanted to ask you. So we're talking about things like um, you split into two into two groups. You have got the Keurigs with the K cup system. You've got uh, which isn't so big over here in the in the UK. In the UK, we've got we're massive on Nespresso. Yeah. So Nespresso capsules are 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 pretty big. And if you go into a John Lewis, um, which is a big uh, a big retail. Uh, shop here in the uk if you go to john lewis 
you have uh, options of it falls into two camps: Nespresso, like a, a mm-hmm. dozen different Nespressos, or yeah. or Sage. Sage, which or, is uh, which is the equivalent of Nescafe. There is a lot of uh, um, capsule ones. Is it Nescafe? No, what? Nespresso. No, I don't see any Nescafes. I see I see Nespresso, Nespresso, Nespresso. Then I see Nespresso, Nespresso, Sage. What is, what Nespresso, is Nespresso, Smeg, Lavazza, Sage. Yeah. So it's like that. So that's what you see. Then Nespresso, Nespresso, Lavazza. Then there's a John Lewis one and a DeLonghi. That's basically what you get. And, and you go to Amazon, and it's not a million miles different from that. Uh, they have their experts recommend, and their experts all recommend um, I'm sure they have their own motivations for what they recommend, but they recommend basically things like uh, uh, Crips and Nespressos. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I type in espresso machine, like I'm just going to do this, like I'm I'm a guy who's thinking I should get one of these at home. Yeah, I get I get uh, I get more of a choice actually. I get yeah, things yeah, like hungry. a Sage, a Delonghi, Delonghi. It seems to me as if if you've got an Italian name, then you're good. And I got uh, some Nespressos. Yes, but to be honest. If you take them apart, because I have one, I have an ancient uh, Krups. Uh huh. I've seen the other, all the other ones. If you take them apart, they're all the same. They're all exactly wow. the same machine. It's just a different plastic covering. Well, I mean, I hate I hate to disagree with you, Max, but I I had an article pop up in my Google feed this morning. Uh, which was how to pick an espresso machine. It kind of led me along this thought, and I and I read the article and it said, "Now listen, there's two types of espresso machines when you go into the shops." Because I went to have a look myself. This was in America. This was an American article. There's ones where uh, where the espresso is made through a pump and pressure, mm-hmm. and then there's steam powered ones. <laughs> I went. You what? were what? <laughs> That's what I. Was thinking, oh. what this? There's steam-powered ones, and I, I'm thinking like an old steam engine or something. But but they 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 they, they claimed that uh, instead of pushing water through, uh, you push steam through, which didn't make any sense to me at all. It doesn't. No, no. Uh, but it was obviously popular enough to make it into Google, and my Google was going to recommend it to me. Yes, yeah, so, there is a video of uh, of a guy that uh, makes coffee and makes espresso because he got into espresso. He's an American guy. He has absolutely no clue what he's doing. Uh He's basically murdering a a bunch of coffee and uh, what he calls an espresso coffee machine, which is, I don't know what it is. And it is so gross and yet entertaining to watch because he's actually giving all this direction and you know this is how i do it and uh, he's like the uh, the, the, the james hoffman but of the of the americas uh-huh. <laughs> and it's hilarious no but it's disturbing okay so I mean, I don't want to make fun of anybody's because I I realize, of course, that I'm also a complete idiot compared to to because everything's relative out there. Unless you're an absolutist, and that's an argument I love to get into people about being relativists, especially with the Black Lives Matter thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you when you talk about relativism or absolutism, uh, that is to say, whether you judge people on today's standards or relative to to what they were doing, you know, how, what, what the general beliefs were of the day. But uh, I'm a relativist, actually, in case you wanted to know. And I believe that everything should be seen in the context of what we know at the time. And I was, and relatively, um, 
uh, depending upon who you, you look at, I can take somebody who doesn't know much about coffee and I look like an expert. I said, the one-eyed, you know, man mm-hmm. in the land of the blind. But, um, you know, put me against uh, other people and 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 I, I'm, I've got a lot to learn. So, I'm, I, you know, I think we always need to remain humble and understand that a lot of people coming into this, we should be, we should be very pleased that a lot of people kind of come into this because it's going to raise the game of a lot of people and raise the, and also, frankly, support the the market for the coffee growers and the and the roasters, uh, all of whom, if they were relying on selling into shops that are that are now mm-hmm. um, on a declining trend, that that would be you know that would be terrible for them. It, it could be an existential event for a lot of uh, for a lot of roasters. Instead, what they're doing is pivoting and selling into. And selling into, uh, well, I, I say pivoting. I think they always did sell, of course, to directly customers. But a larger percentage of their market now is going to come, I guess, from selling into into customers uh, directly, and that's uh, that's a really great thing. Um, but uh, but what I'm interested in knowing is is from the user's perspective. So here, let me so let me tell you what I'm thinking. So I went to, as you know, my my dad got a new coffee machine. Yeah, because he he came around to my place. He doesn't often come down because he's 90 and he and i don't like him driving down down here but he he drove down here uh i say i don't like him driving i'm more afraid for the other people on the road <laughs> than i am for him <laughs> uh but um came down here and uh, made him a coffee and he was like this is so much better than the, than the coffee i make and he obviously seemed to think that it was down to the machine uh and and not inherently my skill that you know that that, that had made such a great output <laughs> And so he bought the same machine, and um, he bought the same machine that I've got, which is a Gagia Classic Pro. And uh, and I went down to help him set it up. And and so one of the things, and and then, you know, we, we ran out of coffee to make. He didn't realize we <coughs> could go through a bit of coffee to, you know, to 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 get everything you know dialed in. Uh, so I'll be going down again maybe next week. But what he said to me, I said to him, I looked at the coffee he had, and and it wasn't it wasn't great coffee. And but he had been buying it directly from somebody. But I was looking at it, and it 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 didn't look particularly good. It looked over roasted, and and it, a lot of the the beans were, you know, badly formed and and had elephant ears. And and generally, it, it didn't. And also, frankly, it just didn't taste very good, mm-hmm. which is always a good sign of, uh, of 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 poor quality. So I said, let me recommend some some uh, some roasters to you. Buy, buy the beans from these guys. And he said, oh, that's fantastic. If you could recommend the beans to me, I'll see if my company makes them. And I said, no, you don't understand. You, you have to buy the beans from the roaster. And he went, but I, I have a, an account already with this other company. If you just tell me the beans that I need to get, maybe they'll sell them. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it goes to show that I don't really understand the mindset. Somebody new coming into this, has a has a mindset we wouldn't necessarily expect, and I had to explain to him. So no, you actually have to go. And here's the thing: is the roasters buy the beans themselves and roast it, and a lot of the skill is in the roasting, not just in the beans. And he's like, "Oh, okay, I get it, I get it." So you know, he's okay. That's great. So I set him up with a few places to to go and buy some beans from. And um, sorry, anything between A and C that starts with an A or a C? Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we're on the seas now right <laughs> yeah. look in, in another six years we'll, we'll be able to go back to the a's again uh and uh so what this what this says to me max is that a lot of people are going to be coming into this without knowing a lot and so what are they going to do so because in my mind i thought 
well, this is obviously going to mean a lot of people are going to be buying nice machines and mm-hmm. and going to get their their you know going to get their roasts from all these these small roasters and they're going to be learning the art. And of course, of course, that's almost certainly wrong. Yes. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I think. I, I actually I wanted to, to 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 disagree with you earlier, but uh, you give me the opportunity now. I I think that you give too much credit to people, ah. and uh, I, I I love your optimism, and uh, I definitely I would love if people had their humbleness to to say, okay, I don't know about these. How mm-hmm. can I get better? How can I know things? How can I learn? Instead. People assume that they already know stuff, and yeah. uh, they tend to go into things with um, uh, with the certainty that oh, well, I know these. Why, why, why should I? Why should I bother learning? It's it's the machine, or, or uh, oh yeah, get a, a good coffee machine, and I will get good coffee for sure. And I, I will put my Starbucks uh, pre ground coffee in it, and it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Um, I agree with you now. I, I, I think I was misplaced in, in my optimism. <laughs> there is a lot of people that are, I think, delusional. And uh, this is a very common thing. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. So the least you know about something, the less humble you are about it and the more convinced you are that you're good at it. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, yes, right. The smartest people, the ones who say they know, they know very little, right? Yes. Yeah. And... Uh, so I often, because we we all know that between the two of us, you're the nice one. <laughs> I, I, I very much doubt that. And I got uh, a bad boy reputation to maintain. Right. <laughs> and I often end up in arguments with people because they don't understand the chemistry behind stuff. They don't they don't know the chemistry of of things, the chemistry of flavor, the chemistry of extraction, and then they try to lecture me. <laughs> into it uh-huh. which, which i find very annoying personally i i really it really grinds my gears because i understand you that's what i do for a living i extract stuff from different matrices so yeah it's literally what i do you know in the in the ancient greek days they had sophists which was uh, a school mm-hmm. uh, because you had to learn things in schools there, like like you know you like your philosophies, whatever you went to schools. Mm-hmm. And the sophists believed that it was important to uh, you have a better life if you learned how to debate and argue. And it used to drive some of the other philosophers crazy because, like, if you were Soc- Socrates banned them because he said no, the answer is is the truth. But the the sophists believed that you could argue anything. And and mm-hmm. it was important to be able to persuade and argue. Yeah. Um, and some people say that modern day politicians and lawyers are the uh, are the sophists, are uh, the contemporary sophists. Yes, uh, you're absolutely right on that. And uh, the fact that we now have uh, social media, where <laughs> oh god, where oh, random, don't go there. Where random currents can uh, c- can argue with uh, and no offense to to actual currents that are nice obviously it's just the the social media thing the the, mm-hmm. the 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 typical average soccer mom that knows nothing about science that goes and argues with the um, with the professor in uh, in uh, epidemiology and, and says I oh well know. i think that this covid is uh, is a hoax yeah um and 
<laughs> you don't have anymore the distance between the, the scientist, the, the the expert in the field, and the non-expert. They're all they all look into the same level, and that's why, actually, often I do not engage in discussions about science with non-scientists mm. because yeah, otherwise I, I would be validating their position. Have you heard of the the flat Earth movement? No. Okay, so there's I, a group of people. Uh, no, no, I have, but no. Okay. <laughs> Don't know. Well, Max, you'll be delighted to hear that uh, it's growing. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's it's so, it's, uh, it's there is more and more people adhering to the movement all around the globe. That's right, all around the globe. <laughs> Don't you mean across the flat surface of the <laughs> of the Earth? <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, <laughs> There was um, there was a guy that uh, was going to prove that um, an American guy, strangely an American, <laughs> that yeah. was going to prove that uh, the Earth was flat, and he built a rocket in his backyard. Unlikely, will uh, the uh, will Coyote though? Um, he he crashed down and he died, so that's good. Unfortunately, okay. I think he reproduced already, so he didn't. He's not a. Um, he's not eligible for a Darwin Award. I no wait 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 no wait. I was about to say, did he win the Darwin Award? Because I read that story. He he didn't build. He he bought one off of NASA because you can get one. No 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 no. He built it. Okay, and then there's another one who did win a Darwin Award because I've read a lot of the Darwin Award books because they are a source of endless amusement. Yep. And uh, and he he bought a NASA rocket and he put it on the back of his car. Oh, oh yeah that's uh, yeah do you remember that one that's the and first, then he uh, yeah that, <laughs> he was he, yeah. he had like a three mile stretch and he was like i don't know in some canyon it was like mm -hmm. an, i don't know somewhere in arizona or somewhere and uh he ignited the rocket and uh he went three miles uh in a few seconds and broke through the barrier and sailed i think half a mile through yeah. the air and then hit the cliff on the other side of the barrier and all they ever found of his body was the fingernails dug into the steering wheel. <laughs> they uh, so there is the MythBusters that uh, reproduce this myth twice actually, and uh, oh, they use the break it Jato me. rockets. It's, it's not an it's not a NASA uh, rocket. It's a Jato rocket, which is an oxygen uh -huh. rocket that they used to use for short takeoffs of large uh, airplanes. Basically, it's uh, it's literally a rocket. But uh -huh. trap them instead of um, fuel, uh, instead of fuel um, tanks <clears throat> to uh, heavy heavy planes to to let them take off in a short uh, in a short runway. Basically, uh -huh, right. add, it adds thrust to the to the plane. But um, I think uh, they were not able to reproduce the thing, so it's probably not the real thing. Although it, it, it could be. I'm gonna look. I'm. I. I choose what to believe. Just yeah. like the flat Earth movement people, I choose to believe that. Do you know I'm looking up right now. I'm gonna look up Sage uh, Public Company. I wonder if I should buy shares in the public company. I think there'll be a number of. I wonder if Nespresso is as well. Who owns them? Sage. Uh, Sage. Sage Group PLC. Monthly, uh, no, that's. You know what? That's. I have a feeling that that's accountancy. They're an accounting <laughs> company. So that's going up for sure. Sage, Sage Coffee, Sage Coffee Machine Company. Let's see what this says about them. Uh, I obviously can't. I can't recommend stock picks. 
um, because, you know, someone will sue me when they lose money. Yeah, I used to work for stockbrokers and um, I used to work, I used to, yeah, in fact, I was a partner in a firm of stockbrokers here in the UK and uh, we used to have people, we used to record all conversations, people used to come in and used to try it on all the time. They uh, they would come back and they would say, oh, uh, I, I said buy M and S and you bought M and S. So M, N for November, S for sugar, and you bought M and S Marks and Spencers. So what they do is they basically hedge themselves by saying something that could be that could be interpreted in one or two different ways. And, that's and if when, the broker wasn't smart enough to say, do you mean, can you just repeat that back to me and spell it? And they went, <laughs> yeah, sure, M and S. And they do it. And then if the stock went up, they would keep it. And if it went down, they would say, you know, no, I didn't mean that at all. Um so uh so we're not making any stock recommendations here i i can't tell whether they're i'm going to go find out whether they're a public company but uh going bring this back to coffee what i here's what i do agree with you and i do think that um i do think that people are not going to are not going to jump in and suddenly have a real interest in in good quality coffee but i do also think that that but almost by osmosis that there a percentage of them will become inquisitive and um, and this will be a gateway mm -hmm. i think that there's anyway a threshold to 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 overcome which is the price of good coffee machines anyway uh, because if you want yeah. anything that is half decent you have to invest at least four or five hundred pounds yeah well people are spending that anyway so so if you go into the amazon mm, yeah no, well, if you go onto the Amazon, you know what you can do. There mm -hmm. are some things that you can do to see what what what's what's selling the most. Um, but I don't have to do that, so I'll, I'll maybe find that later. It'd be interesting to go and take a look. Mm -hmm. But you go and see, look at like, take a look at these Sage like Barista Express, right? Yes, it looks nice. It looks the part. If I didn't know nothing and I was looking here, I'd be very tempted. Five hundred and fifty quid. It's five five hundred and forty nine. Yeah. And, and so obviously that there was actually there was um um uh there was an offer it was an offer a few weeks ago uh and it was like 390 oh wow that's actually pretty good yeah a, a lot of people bought this stuff which is perfectly fine mind you it's not uh it, it's great it's a good coffee machine it's a double boiler it's it, it works it's just it's not as um, as advanced as um, as you would want it to progress, you will not learn anything from it. That's the thing. No, but what you'll do is you will probably. Here's what I think is going to happen: you'll buy a machine like this, and then you'll get a few problems with it, or something. You know, you're not going to get the best coffee, or there'll be an issue, or there'll be something like you you need a, an answer to, and you'll go onto the internet and mm -hmm. you'll ask the question on your favorite channel which will probably be facebook or if you're a little bit more sophisticated uh you'll jump onto uh you need somebody to say that sophisticated um very sophisticated person um and you'll jump onto to reddit and yeah. once you're on there suddenly your eyes will open you'll post a question saying my barista express uh doesn't do x or I'm not getting the great results. Does anybody know what the problem is here? And then someone will say, oh, okay, well, yeah, but, you know, that's a limitation. And, you know, you should really think about getting a different grinder or, you know, upgrading or if you had this other machine. And suddenly they'll start reading the other threads and they'll be like, and then they'll get the itch. 
and look at the itch and they'll say, Ooh, you know, probably I should upgrade. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, then, then we'll have them. <laughs> then they'll be ours. Mm, to an extent, there is a lot of people that get upgrade, upgrade mm -hmm. very early. And, um, I mean, there was, uh, for example, there was a guy recently. Uh, oh, I, I just got a Gaja, uh, and he's got uh, the, the same Steam wand as I have on the Paros, which uh, makes that uh, Gaja Classic, I think, a 2000-ish model. Right. Which is actually, that Steam wand is perfect because you can remove, it, it doesn't have the Panarello um, thing. So no, I must do. The Gaja Classic from, from 2000 had the Panarello wand. Yeah, that one doesn't have that one has the same Steam one as the as the Paros. So it's either either the it's been changed to a Paros one, or it has the same. Uh, oh, he, yeah, because you can upgrade them. They're actually you can take. I you know I'm just, I yeah, really love the wand. You can replace them with other ones. It's, it yeah. was one of the big things that you that you did. You can, but you yeah. don't need to. Uh huh. That's the thing. All so, right. This guy was posting on Facebook saying, "Oh, I'm gonna. I got the coffee machine. He hasn't even tried it yet, and he was already asking, oh, should I get the Rancilio Silvia uh, uh, steam wand?' Well, wait, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> point. And I, I actually posted because everyone wants to do latte art anyway. It's not they don't get a, a coffee machine to, to make espresso. They make they get a coffee machine to make latte art. Mm -hmm. so they're gonna waste <laughs> gallons of, of milk and gallons of coffee." Perfectly mm. good coffee to make mm. latte because uh, they they like the the, the hard thing, yeah, frothy I know. stuff. Well, there's a there's a so people think they associate latte art with good coffee. If yes. I can make latte art, I'm a great barista. Of course, yes. Okay, and uh, so I I actually told him, look, you can actually get very good milk texture with the same one you have. Because I have the same, and this is what I did. Yeah. Before you get up upgraditis, and hopefully I save this guy a few, a few ten, a few tens of pounds. Yeah. But there is yeah, well, people that assume that oh, I'm just going to get a more expensive coffee machine. My coffee game is going to go up for sure. Well, not really. It's not. No. No. Exactly. What, you, what you really want is you want a, a machine that gives you enough manual control yeah. that you can learn on it. Um, and, uh, fun, you know, funny enough, when I think I was, I might mean, have in the article I wrote on the, on the, um, uh, Lamazocco linear, because on the linear mini, mm -hmm. because, you know, that's a very expensive home machine. And I started, I've seen a lot of people posting uh, videos of themselves making coffees on it. And you know, you you sort of see the things that they're doing wrong and you're thinking, okay, I bet you a lot of them are disappointed that when they've moved from whatever coffee the machine had, they had before yeah. to a Lamazocco Mini or something they spent five or 6,000 you know, euros, dollars, pounds on, mm -hmm. that their coffee isn't suddenly insanely great and they don't understand why. And it's, it's as you say, it's not, it's not the machine. There can be limitations, from, yeah, but course. you've but you've got to get your skills up to a point where those limitations become become the become the bottleneck. Before yeah. then, getting a better machine will only, if you're lucky, incrementally uh, increase the um, the quality of your of your. Only compensates a little bit for your bad technique. Yeah, actually, more expensive machines probably will not compensate. They will probably make a hash out of it. 
Well, as we t- as we talked last night, Max, uh, yeah. about the the milk frother on your crazy uh, machine, which I'm pretty sure you set up, uh, you set me up with to explode <laughs> in front of my face. Um, that that steam one was insane. Yeah, we're I mean, just about, uh, insane. We're talking about a Nova Simonelli Oscar II, which is famous to have a very good uh, steam wand and steaming properties. It's actually used yeah. in the barista uh, in the barista championships because you can't uh, change anything to it. You can't fiddle with it. It's a very wow. standard machine. You can only time your shot, and that's it. Everything yeah. else depends from from your skills. Right. But the, the steaming wand on that was more powerful than my, my shop machine. I literally, I steamed a big jug in five seconds. It was mm-hmm. like, it was done. <laughs> and it actually highlighted that I had got a bit slack with my milk because I don't make milk drinks very often. And I was, um, I was recording some stuff actually for, uh, I did an article on how to make a cappuccino. Mm-hmm. And because the cappuccino is is such an underrated drink, it's actually an awesome, probably my favorite milk drink. That the yeah. flat white actually, but um, but it's it's so difficult if it's done right, but it's so often not done right. And uh, and so I was doing that, and and I w- I I got through a whole chunk of milk screwing it up before I got it right because that it's so fast that you you have to you you have no chance to correct a mistake. So if you put it in there and you turn it on and there's a mistake, you go, oh, I've made a mistake. It's finished. Yeah, that's it. It's that fast. Um, so, <laughs> so it's not, yeah. So you're right. So sometimes machines actually make it more difficult mm-hmm. to, to get good results uh, than, than, they, than they make it easier for sure. Yeah. yeah. So consider, for example, you have, uh, you, you have two options. Uh, you have a decent espresso. You can have a decent espresso, which... Yep. Uh, has all talking of about the machine now, the decent machine, yeah? Huh? Are you talking about the decent machine or are you just using the word decent? No, 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 no. the decent uh, brand. Yeah, the decent I'm espresso machine. About, yeah. yeah, I'm talking about the super expensive, crazy one. So that yeah. one is the geek's dream. Yeah. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen because it's, it's really ugly. It's basically, it's an Android tablet stuck on a box. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, I have seen uh, more appealing telephone booths with P in it. Telephone booths are with okay, yeah, with P in it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's, I, you qualified that because I like the telephone booths. Yeah, yeah, no, the design of that machine is horrible, but um, it's it's uh, so it's got everything. It's electronic, so you can decide. I want to have a pre-infusion of this much time with this much volume, and then I want to brew my coffee at this temperature at this flow rate and i want mm-hmm. to flow rate to ramp at this this way and uh, and you can do that in that machine which is fantastic yeah, yeah. Now, if you know what you're doing if mm-hmm. you don't know what you're doing that's just, yeah you're just going to screw it up you won't even be able to switch it on i mean let's you know yeah i mean that's, that's, that's the first use, thing and the average user of the that gets into into espresso I think personally, and this is my very personal opinion, uh-huh. a lot of times people are tricked into things, into these kind of stuff, and they are yeah. way more expensive machines that they actually need, because yeah. you ha- you have the sage the or Breville or whatever you want to call it, 
uh, bean to cup, everything, does everything for you. It makes amazing espresso and everything. Well, any bean to cup machine will do a decent job. You don't need to spend a thousand pounds for that. Mm. And so goes for the double boiler, the Barista Pro, whatever. What about things like the heat temperature, temperature stability and stuff like that? Do you think not um, on the, on the Sage, would you pay a little bit more for, say, a Sage machine versus a cheaper machine that you, I think you're not you, going to? I think you pay, you, you, you pay the brand. You don't pay the, the, what's inside the machine. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's well, well done. But at the end of the day, it's a pump and a heater. Oh, that's got a grinder as well. But yeah, and actually, there I've got one of their grinders, the Barista Pro, and it's a conical burble grinder. It's actually not bad. I, I bet they use the same. If they're smart as a company, which obviously they are, mm-hmm. they will want to reuse all those components to keep oh, uh, costs down. And if they're reusing those components, those are actually good components. And and for, for what it is, for what it is, uh, I've had that machine for a year um and it's uh, it's easy to clean it's easy to maintain um it's never gone wrong it's never let me down uh and the grinds are okay that come out of it so so that's an important part of it they've obviously got that bit right they plug that in so that's half the job done right then after that as you say it's a you know it's it's a it's it's probably not a lot of sophistication um i mean you have that and then you have um other double boiler machines which are not more not not much more expensive because i mean with a double boiler um with the, so the barista pro or, or the the duo the duo temp how much are they yeah a thousand oh, they're a they're a grand yeah easy so if you spend one and a half yeah you get a, a very good double boiler or uh you can get a heat exchanger now we already spoke we already talked about the differences between the heat exchanging machines and um and double boiler. So in terms of home throughput, you probably don't need a heat exchanger. And I think actually you have something to say about this. Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. Apart from so, the that it didn't work. So we, we've, it's been a long podcast. So we, we're going to, we're going to wrap it up in a minute. I'm going to say this about heat exchanger machines. Um, I really wanted one because I thought it would just be the ideal, you know, the ideal kind of uh, machine for, for someone at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I hardly ever make uh, milk-based drinks, I just thought it was a natural progression from a single boiler. Uh, and I say hardly, even if I do make a milk-based drink, it's usually a, a hot cacao. I don't usually make uh, like cappuccinos or anything. Generally speaking, I just have espresso or maybe an Americano or a pour over. And, um, and if I'm making something with milk in it, it will almost certainly be actually hot cacao. Uh, which I really like, um, you know, high quality cacao uh, is uh, if you're not into that, if you're into coffee and you've never had, I'm not talking about going down and getting your Cadbury's hot chocolate rubbish. I'm talking mm-hmm. about like, you know, a real single origin quality raw cacao um, blended with maybe some, some coconut uh, sugar is uh, is really, really nice. And you, you, if you learn how to make that, it's, it's a whole new world of, of deliciousness opening up for you. Uh, so I, but anyway, so I thought, okay, yeah, I'm going to look at, uh, I'm going to look at uh, a heat exchanger because I had, uh, I just had itchy, 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 you know, fingers, or whatever. And I, so I, <laughs> I, but what I found was, um, I found, I mean, I found good and bad. And the, the, the first thing I noticed was actually didn't fit on my counter very easily. Um, so this is, we were talking about the, uh, the Simonelli, um, Oscar two, and, uh, it didn't fit on my counter as easy. It stuck out a lot more. It's bigger. 
obviously because it's got you know more stuff inside that it has to have more components but it also meant that the the water um, to refill the water i couldn't get the jug over the top of it to refill the water so i'd actually have to pull the machine out to to put right. water into it and it's like little things like that you just like oh suddenly it's, it becomes a little bit less convenient it's a bit bigger it sticks out doesn't quite fit with the rest of the machines mm-hmm. have to pull it out it's pretty heavy you know it's one thing me pulling it out it's me having to tell other people in the household to pull it out to just refill the water like what um so it's a little bit like that and then at the end of it all uh what's the benefit i got and it's actually no benefit at all because I very rarely make <laughs> coffee with milk in it. So, so it was like there was the, on the positive side, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it looked great. And um, the steamer was amazing. And um, the, the, funny enough that the tray, things like the, the, the cup warmer tray on the top mm-hmm. uh, actually warmed my cups, which <laughs> doesn't happen on my Gagia. Partially because the Gagia will switch off automatically after 20 minutes. So just as, you know, just as it's becoming oh, useful, yeah. it'll switch itself off. Yeah. Oh, because you can have the new ones that have the, yeah, the European regulation thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can get a kit like, like you can for anything on a Gagia. You can get a rocker switch kit, which mm-hmm. I could install. And that might be the next thing that I do. And if you install a rocker switch kit, uh, kids, um, you can uh, you can connect it to your amazon device so you can wake up in the morning and say hey a lex uh uh i got one sitting next to me so i don't want it to start shouting at me <laughs> uh, you can say hey amazon device uh turn on my gagia and it'll it'll do that and i thought about that but then i thought you know what I just, i'm just gonna go down and turn the thing on because i do my uh don't laugh at me but i do my yoga in the morning mm-hmm. so i get up very early i get up about between four and six, just depending on on what my day before has been like. But but typically, sort of four four or five o'clock in the morning, I'll be up. So I'll go switch it on, and then I'll go do my yoga. And it'll be switched off by the time I'm finished, but it'll be warm, so I can go back switch it on again. And by the time I've got my grinder prepared and everything else, and it's it's at the right temperature. So it kind of, mm-hmm. I don't see the benefit of of that. Um, and having it on all day long. So I think a machine like that would actually work really well if in an, in an office environment where yeah. you've got a, somebody there who's making coffees for you. Exactly. So, uh, and I had one of those I, at a very, very posh estate agents. I went to some years back, uh, where we were in a, in a board meeting that happened to be at this estate agent who was, who was, who was on the board mm-hmm. and, uh, and he had his own barista in the kitchen who'd, who'd, who'd make us all coffees. So that kind of environment, it would, it would make, uh, it would make sense. Um, because you'd leave it on all the time. The cups would be warm. And then, uh, you know, boss would come down, big boss would come down and Smithers, Smithers, make me our cappuccino. <laughs> and you don't, you know, literally you want to, <laughs> this guy, I gotta, this guy, uh, he was, he was a real bully, the, 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 the boss guy. And, uh, and there was, um, but there was another board member who'd come in from, from, uh, from abroad, from, from the Nordic countries and he just landed and, and he, he loved this guy. The boss loved this guy. And, uh, we were, we, he, so we were all waiting for our coffees and the guy was shouting all the time. He was shouting at the, at the barista, where's my coffee? I may be a little waiting like this. And, uh, so (laughs) this poor guy came out and made us all coffees. And then um, the guy came in from uh, came in, got off the flight, and he came in a bit late to the board meeting. 
And he sat down and uh, shouted at the barista again, ah, Smithers! I mean, it wasn't Smithers, but I'm, it sounds better. The story sounds better when you call him Smithers. Smithers, where's my you know coffee for my friend? So Smithers went in and asked him what kind of coffee he wanted. And he said, uh, you know, I'll just have a, I'll just have a coffee. Just give me a coffee. So the guy came out. It took like 15 minutes to make the coffee. And they could hear lots of noises going on in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So you knew that something was going horribly wrong. This guy was so stressed out and having a horrible time. <laughs> and, uh, and, he was, and, he was, and you could just see as we were continuing the meeting, but you could see that the boss was getting more and more angry and anxious that his friend had not been served his coffee. And so he sort of shouted in there, Smithers, what's taking so long? And the guy came out and literally the poor guy that you could hear the, the, the China shaking, you know, clink, 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 as his hands were shaking as he went over there and the whole room went silent as he slowly crossed with this beautiful looking kind of, you know, white coffee and uh, like a little latte. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and <laughs> no, it wasn't latte, it was just white coffee. And he got, uh, he got all the way to the end because the, the Nordic guy was at the, at the other end of the head of the table. And he got to the end. And the Nordic guy looked at the coffee and he waited until the barista had almost put it on the table. And he said, you know, I don't take milk, don't you? <laughs> the guy, <laughs> the boss just exploded. <laughs> the, guy, the barista was almost in tears and went back and had to make another one. So I imagine for 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 that kind of environment, um, if you're unfortunate enough to find yourself working in that kind of environment, that would be a, a great machine to have. It's on all the time, and you know. But um, but I think for home, for the like, is there a use case for people at home to have that? I I, I would just go. I don't know. What do you think? Would it be a dual boiler or or, or a heat exchanger machine? What what makes more sense? As I, as I said in uh, in a previous podcast, I think for a home environment, a, a dual boiler, if you want to make uh, cappuccinos and um, and coffees, is is the way to go, because yeah. you don't have the throughput to to keep the, the the water cooled. So you have to always do a, a cool down flush before you you make a coffee, because otherwise the water is too hot. It's it's just inconvenient. Yeah. But, it's the, the the heat exchanger is designed to keep everything at the at the right temperature to make to be reproducible coffee after coffee, but most people at at, at home they make one or two in a row. That's it. Yeah. And Why would you need one. to have all that complexity, right? Yeah. The next one, yeah. you have it in an hour or two. That's why a Gadja Classic is perfect for these for these things. It is, isn't it? It is. I keep coming back to it. I mean, I, I, there are other machines I covet because they, they, they look so beautiful and I, and I would like to get some flow control at some point and, and probably a double boiler machine, but I, um, I don't actually, no, I don't need a double machine. Oh, the other thing, actually, the other thing I'd say that I really missed, I didn't realize how much I'd miss it was a PID. Like Mm -hmm. I, I do adjust the temperature I'm making the coffees and, um, depending on the, you know, the roast level I'm at and, 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 uh, you know, probably no science right now. It's one of the things I should probably get into understanding the science behind. I know the theory, but mm-hmm. I, I don't have a particular, I don't have a particular methodical approach to adjusting the temperature, but I do adjust it. Um, and, uh, and uh, turning the beans and, and, and how, how fast they're running and things like that. So I, and and it makes me feel better to know that I see the temperature there, and I can make some changes with the push of a button. I can make some changes, so uh, that's definitely that's definitely something I would look for. I would not buy a machine 
in the future without PID on it. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, we have to say uh, that we've got an exciting thing coming up. Let's talk about the thing. Oh yeah. The thing. You know, the thing is, uh, are we going to, we say thing? Well, yeah, actually. Okay. Let's just go and say what the thing is. The thing is there's a, there's um, uh, a, uh, a company, a roasters called Cavati. I don't mm-hmm. spell that right. God, yes. Did I did I say that right? Because you're you're Italian. Uh, you didn't sound Italian. The thing is that Italian. Carvati, Carvati, Roasters. Carvati, Carvati. Is that really okay? Doesn't make sense. sorry. That doesn't make it Italian. Carvati. Well, it makes sense. I mean, he's not Italian, but I thought maybe he had Italian heritage or could be. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so um, they have a YouTube uh, channel. Uh, which I've been watching for quite some time. Uh, I like I, I like their I like their very practical kind of no nonsense explanations. Um, so I've been following them. I've subscribed and followed them for 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 quite some time. And he does he does reviews on how to make coffee and measuring out milk and different machines and and he did a recent one. On, um, he did a recent one where he's talking about uh, having a challenge of of blending. It's like they got they got their own blend of um, that they do themselves. I, I think it's Colombian and Ethiopian, and uh, they uh, they put out a challenge saying, "Was it a challenge or a competition?" I should say a competition yeah. where they said, "Okay, you know, if you if you sign up to the competition." Uh, and you win, then we're going to give away X number of people. We're going to give away uh, beans, and you get to try to blend your own beans and uh, and come up with something better than what we've done. I thought it's a fantastic idea, right? Yeah. And 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 also sort of a kind of um, I like the I like the sort of the oh, it's not not humbleness. It's sort of a again he's he's a very practical, no nonsense kind of guy, and it was it's just a it's a very practical thing to do. So yeah. you, uh, rather than saying, well, I've blended the beans, and so you must like the way I've blended the beans, he's coming out and saying, i blended the beans. I like the way I've blended the beans, but maybe you can do better. If you can do better, come tell me, and I'll be very happy to maybe even, if we prefer the way that you've done it, maybe we'll change the way that we've done it. And even if you can't, then it helps validate that we've blended the best way. So that's a really healthy, uh, really healthy kind of approach to it. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I thought, well, I'll try and join in the competition. And then I thought, wow, do you know, I wonder if I'm a bit cheeky and I go and ask him. <laughs> Just... <laughs> so I wrote to him and I said, um, dear, dear Gareth, please, please, can I have your beans anyway? <laughs> Just can you send me the beans? <laughs> and uh, and he was, he's so nice. He was super nice. And I said, look, um, also, can, can you send Max the beans? <laughs> and he just said, how many beans do you want? He said, that sounds great. So, uh, so what we're going to do is, it's not, like a, it's not like a review. What we're going to do is we're going to take his beans. We've got his beans. So he sent us, he sent us, uh, he sent us a bunch of beans. Mm-hmm. And uh, I dropped off your share uh, last night. And we were letting them sit for a week. Uh, and um, I, I get very tempted to open them up and have a little sniff, but I'm upset and they've sat for a week and I haven't opened them. And yeah. so now they've degassed. And so next week, what we're going to do is we're going to get a plan 
Max. We have to have a plan for this because he's been so good in providing us with the beans. We can't screw this up. We're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to take a methodical approach. Thank God, one of us uh, is a sensible scientist kind of guy, and uh, so all the pressure is on you. <laughs> You're totally responsible. There are many, many different uh, approaches we can we, we can do with it. But uh, carry on. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to we're going to make our own blends. We're going to make our own blends, and we're going to try it out, and we're going to see if we can make something that tastes uh, that tastes good. So he sent us also as a reference bag. He sent the blend that they make. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna slurp those beans, and we're gonna taste it, and we're gonna like take a, take notes this time, Nick, mm-hmm. uh, of uh, of what we're tasting. And and how much you know, and how much uh, you know what we think of what we think about that. Well, that's a personal thing, obviously, what we think about it. But but just in terms of uh, what the tasting notes are like and how and how pleasing it is uh, mm-hmm. on our palate, um, and our highly sophisticated palate, Please. and <laughs> then we're going to we're going to try and come up with our own blends, right? How much yeah. fun is this going to be? This is going to be awesome. Quite a lot of fun, yeah. Uh, 